Welcome to Out of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hello. How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm pretty good, thanks. Yeah, How are you? good. Yeah, I'm quite good myself as well. Sweet. You not feeling overly hot this week or <laughs> dying oh, no, from heat stroke? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the first week I've actually felt like a reasonable temperature. Awesome, awesome. It's ra- it's rained quite a lot, which is nice. Yeah. I've got the week off work, so hey. I haven't been like you know walking ten miles a day, which is nice. <laughs> nice. I've got the fan on. <laughs> Living so, yeah, the best life. Sweet, cool, good. My new car has working air conditioning. That's another thing. So that's been sweet. Nice. <laughs> I've managed to maintain a reasonable temperature this week. Hey. Yeah. That's definitely an improvement. Yeah, over just melting. <laughs> Last like I don't know what feels like years. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been a while, but it feels like the uh, the summer's gone. Oh, it'll be back. It'll be back. Yeah, probably. Don't worry, things will get clammy soon enough. Probably. <laughs> so, have you managed to play much magic this week? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I've done more deck building than anything else. Okay, um, cool. More sort of theory crafting. Yeah. And tinkering with commander decks and stuff, and putting modern decks and messing with my legacy deck. Cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. Playing magic involves, you know, going outdoors and ugh, traveling. And <laughs> I haven't got time for that. There you go, is play magic online or magic uh, arena. Yeah, I'm, or <laughs> I'm <off the> money. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, sure, I feel that. You know, maybe I should just not play magic if I don't like going outside, interacting with people, or spending money. <laughs> maybe this isn't the hobby for me. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, no, like, I've been. I've not really played much magic. <laughs> what about you? Uh, yeah, the same. Um, I haven't really played a load this week. I've been trying to get sort of last-minute bits of testing done in for, for Nationals, so played mm-hmm. a little bit of Standard. Um, went to a Standard Showdown, which Sweet. I enjoyed. I uh, thought, thought it was all right. It was just three rounds. So I went 2-1 in that. Uh, you got I, a Standard Showdown pack? Yeah, I did get a Standard Showdown pack. Very good, man. Uh, no. Uh, what was the land? Uh, it was a Plains, uh, which was alright. It's alright. I think the lines are quite nice. They're definitely better than the, uh, I think it was a, a Vivian's Invocation and something that it will be rotating out because it's an Armanket. I can't remember what it was. Oh, great. So, yeah. Sweet. It was fine, though. It was yeah, it was just good to get some more paper and games of the uh, the paradoxical storm deck because like that deck's like really easy to play on Magic Online, but like you yeah. kind of need to be a little bit dexterous. Yeah, improving your actual physical dexterity seems reasonable. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts when you actually have to think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah right. it was good. It went two one. Um, uh, lost in the first round against. Against Turbo Fog, um, I think I just wasn't prepared for it, and, and like I know that's not really a bad matchup for me, but I just wasn't really prepared. I didn't have the right sideboard, I think, as well, and I was playing against a player who was, I feel is considerably better than myself at Constructed Magic. Uh, sure. Absolutely no shame. Um, Craig Barnes, he he just went eight uh, nil on day one of GP Brussels on Saturday, so okay, so reasonable magic player. Then. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I don't think there's any any shame losing to him there. Uh, went. Two nil on round two uh, against just kind of like a like a brew like a meta meta brew which mm-hmm. kind of was a bit of a non game really which is fine <laughs> uh, uh, and then the uh, doesn't listen to podcasts yeah <laughs> Ooh, I hope <laughs> they don't <laughs> uh, and then round three was uh, I played the mirror match and I managed to win that two one awesome yeah cast a uh, did a nice little thing where I, I cast a commit to memory well cast a memory mm-hmm. uh, holding priority to cast an exes of fate oh boy. Yeah, and because I had a statue out, it only cost me four mana to do that. I'm living a dream. Yeah, yeah, it was good, it was good. That's pretty dope. But I think, yeah, I think I'm a little bit more prepared. Like, I've played a, a couple more, like, online standard leagues as well. Um, I haven't 5 nil any of them yet, but I went, like, 3-2 and 4-1, which I think I'm, I'm fairly happy enough with. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. So you feel like, fairly confident about the word with the deck? I think so, yeah. I think it's a little bit of, like, a, like, I know what I'm doing with it 
fairly well. Like I feel I can fairly I can pilot the deck fairly competently, mm-hmm. and B, it's kind of too late to really change now. So, sure. you know, <laughs> I've already spent like twenty five pound on basic lands. So you know. <laughs> what basic lands were they? They better not be unstable. Oh, they own stable islands. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. Podcast done. <laughs> oh. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like they're 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 certainly the worst of the unlands, but they are they are quite nice. Yeah, sure. And I didn't want to spend like you know like what three times as much as that or whatever to get some nice unglued islands. You love spending an unnecessary amount of money on collectible magic cards. Yeah, but, but I try to lie to basic lands always feels bad, and I can't play the snow covered ones that I have in standard. Yeah, that's true. That's upsetting. Yeah, I'd also be playing the snow covered islands with the uh, like the Easter Island heads on. <laughs> the, the correct ones. Yeah, I like those. You say that as if there's another choice. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, other than that, I've done uh, just one M19 draft. Um, I went 2-1 on it, lost to a bomb rare, which I think, is again, is acceptable. I think I've pretty much got a good handle on the format now, and it's Sweet. just going to come down to like what cards I open, what cards I get past, and you know, what cards my opponents in my pod open, really. Just going to pray for a good seal pull. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if it was sealed, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of the format, <laughs> pray for <laughs> pray for removal and I, I don't yeah. know, like a decent color being open and my opponents passing me good cards. I mean, pray that you get past the nexus of fate, right? Yeah, yeah. If I mean, if, if there's a nexus of fate in my uh, <laughs> core 2019 booster, yeah, I'm taking that. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you take a photo of it so you can prove it when you post on all the mystery groups. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. I did get past a sifter worm last year, so. Nice repeater, that Ooh. would be nice. I mean, I'd also be impressed if you got past the Sifter Worm this year. Yeah, me too. I mean, if that happens again, I'm going to slam that, definitely. <laughs> Sifter <laughs> Worm fun. revealing Nexus of Fate, gain seven life, take an extra turn. Yeah, you're not playing the right format. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, speaking of M19 draft, should we do a Cracker Pack for this week? Yeah, definitely. Cool. So, got myself a nice Core Set 2019 booster pack. It was one of the packs that I won from the Tuesday Night Standard Showdown. Let's see what we get out of this. See if it's any better than the standard showdown back was. <laughs> First up, we got Star Crown Stag. There's three in a white for a 3 3 creature. It's an elk. And whenever it attacks, tap target creature, defending player controls. Yeah, this card is very good. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Like, pack one, pick one so far. Yeah, I'm uh, taking crap out of this. <laughs> like, once again, it might be one of those packs where just the first or second card goes all the way. Yep, it's going to be hard to dethrone the stag. Yeah, I agree. I love this card. It's just it's just fantastic. Uh-huh. Cool, so after that, we've got Talons of Wildwood. One in the green for an enchantment. An enchantment creature gets plus one, plus one, and has trample, and you can pay two in the green to return it from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah, it's not better than a stag, though, It's really. definitely not, no. Like, I, I don't hate that card. Um, mm-hmm. I quite like, you know, recurrent enchantments are quite an interesting design space. Yep. So I, I do really don't mind it, but I mean, it's going to be hard to push to find anything better than the stag, I think, to be honest. The stag's just nuts. Uh, <laughs> certainly not going to be our next card. It's Frilled Sea Serpent. Four and two yes. blue for a four six. Pay five and two blue and it can't be blocked this turn. Yeah, I'm going to take him out. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> uh, I won't be taking the Havoc Devils either. That's two and two red for four three with trample. Stag's yep. just better. Yep, that card's not a good... Uh, next up, we've got Two-Headed Zombie, three in a black for a 4-2 zombie with Menace. Still not as good. I agree. It's going to be an easy stag, I think, with this pack. Yep. Uh, next up, we've got Cavalry Drillmaster, one and a white for a 2-1. Enters the battlefield, target creature gets plus two, plus zero, and first strike lender turn. No. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, wouldn't be too upset if that came back on the wheel and we get to pick that up. Yeah, sure. Uh, after that, then, we've got Bristling Boar, three in a green for a 4-3. It can't be blocked by more than one creature. No. 
<laughs> yeah, again, like I, I really like Bristling Ball. I think it's 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 a really good card, but that stag is just fantastic. Yeah, this is really good quality content we're making here. <laughs> it is, yeah, just like open the good cards and ignore the rest. Yeah, basically. So another card that we can ignore is Field Creeper. That's two mana for a two one artifact creature. It's a scarecrow. Uh, more no than usual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Normally uh, a straight. Oh, it's definitely a straight. Yeah. Uh, again, once again, doesn't get there. We have got dwarven priest, three and a white for a two-four dwarf cleric, and as a battlefield, you gain one life for each creature you control. No. No. <laughs> uh, again, after that, we've got Talarian scholar, two and a blue oh. for a two-three human wizard. I still like Talarian scholar. I uh, miss Talarian scholar. Just, just dies to the stag. Yeah, I, I mean, he gets tap of the stag. Yeah, or dies to it. I mean, you, you tap the bigger thing and then run the stag into this yeah it's not as good as the stag no. cool so that does it for the commons we come to our first uncommon mm-hmm. and sift it's three and a blue for sorcery draw three cards and discard a card uh, uh I love this card but no yeah I the same there like quite like this card but that stag it's <laughs> very hard to beat it but the stag hmm here's an interesting one next up we got Gastbark twins it's five and two green for a seven seven with trample uh, Gaspark twins can block an additional creature each combat. Um, okay, that's actually a consideration. That's a decision I have to make. Yeah. Um, I think I'd still want to take the stag. Yeah, I, I think I would still be on the stag as well. I quite like Gaspark twins as a card. Yeah. Uh, but you, just the value, the amount of value you can get from that stag is absolutely fantastic. The fact I just that, like the weapons more. Yeah, the fact that it's a common as well means that hey, there's a chance we can always pick another one up. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, one stag is good. Two strags, stags are great. Yep. Yeah, I think the stag's never going to come back on the wheel for us. No. So I think I would pick the stag at this point over the Gaspark Twins. I'm happy with that currently. Cool. We come to our last of the uncommons. That's a Leonin Vanguard. It's one white for a 1 1 cat soldier. At the beginning of your turn, if you control three or more creatures, uh, Leonin Vanguard gets plus one plus one to end a turn and you gain one life. No. Yeah. I agree. It's like it's like acceptable at best in the right deck. Whereas the start, like the Starcraft and Stag, if you're playing a white deck, you're just gonna play it regardless. Yeah. All right, so uh, it's time for a rare, and let's see yeah. see if that can beat it. Oh, hmm, here's a here's a tricky one then. A rare is Bone Dragon. It's three black black for a five four dragon skeleton with flying, and you can play three and two black. Exile seven of the cards from your graveyard. Return it to the battlefield tapped. Yeah, that's not close. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just take the dragon and be done with it. Yeah, I, I think so. I feel I feel like it's pretty much the way I think most packs that we opened on this this podcast <laughs> have gone for this for this this draft format. Like, yeah, I think in general it really sort of feels that way as well with most packs that I've opened. Like, you'll you'll see one or two cards in the pack that you like. Okay, yeah, this is really good, and then. You'll get to the rare, and it'll be like, "Oh well, this is the bomb. I'm just going to take this, or mm. this is terrible, and I'm just going to pick with the very first card that was in the pack." Yeah. So, just uh, open a ridiculous card. Look at twelve incredibly mediocre cards. Then look at a ridiculous card. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, confirmation bias is a thing. Like it's it's happened to us so many times now that that seems to be the way it goes. But no, it's uh, literally the truth. It's I, literally, I, literally true now. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it's just a. A symptom of this draft format. Yeah. But hey, Bone Dragon is a is a cool cool draft card. I'd be happy with that pick up there. It's probably worth like three bucks as well. I doubt it's worth even that to be honest. Oh really? I thought this card was okay. It's a mythic at least. It is, it is a mythic. It's uh it is uh zero point seven Euros. Oh wow. So there we go. There That's we like go. the cheapest mythic mythic, right? 
Uh, yeah, probably. Oh, Apex of Power. No, sorry, my yeah, bad. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, I can just do something like that in the draft on Saturday. Like a Bone Dragon would be nice, or even like a Starcrown Stag would be quite a nice start as well. Yeah, I mean, Bone Dragon's just insane. Yeah, it is. It is cool. So that's our cracker pack done with. Um, I think like going forward, like once we've got like nationals out of the way, then we might sort of start to slip in some more interesting packs here and there. Yeah, hopefully. Because it's it's just it just doesn't feel interesting. Like you know the fact oh, that we we are getting that thing where there's only really two cards or three cards at the most to consider in packs. You know, like you said, obviously doesn't make very interesting content, but also doesn't yeah, I mean, really make for a, an interesting draft format. I think that was the with Dominaria. Like we spent. Like 15 minutes like debating cards and things that were actually reasonable and like most of the commons were actually considerations yeah. whereas this one like most of the commons are complete crap yeah <laughs> most of the uncommons are mediocre and then most of the rares are bombs so yeah oh well but yeah, like I said, I do have some quite interesting packs, so we might sneak one, one or two in there mm-hmm. as we slowly, slowly uh, walk our way towards Guilds of Ravnica. I'm very excited. Yeah, it feels like it needs to kind of hurry up a bit. Yeah, it's, it's just, like a bit of a lull, right? Yeah, I'm just just really sick of M19. Really sick of it. I mean, is there anything coming out between now and... So we've just had a Commander deck, obviously. Yeah. Is there anything coming out between now and Ravnica? No, not as far as I'm aware. Oh, wow. That's going to be a long break. Yeah. Because normally yeah. it feels like, you know, we've got like, a battle bond or some kind of sort of like or something to get something. Like, well, Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, there's nothing until, until Ravnica now. Jeez. You know, game day and like at the open house and stuff, but oh, sure. yeah, uh, we've got the store championship for Core 2019 on September 15th, so it's still over a month away. And then after that, we've got the pre-release for Guild of Ravnica right at the end of September. I'm excited to wait that long. <laughs> yeah. One mediocre draft at a time. <laughs> might, have to, might have to dive into my, my booster pack stash and see see what we can come up with. Sweet. It means I don't have to spend any money on booster packs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Awesome. So, with our cracker pack out of the way, do you have a card of the week this week, Sam? I have three. Okay, cool. Awesome. I have three cards of the week. Um, they are all red. Yeah. And they all feature in the... Uh, Nature's Vengeance Commander 2018 deck. Okay. So uh, which cards are they? Nesting Dragon. Yeah. Uh, Fury Storm. Yeah. And Emissary of Grudges. Okay. Um, the reason those are my card of the week is that I received two copies of them in my <laughs> in my Nature's Vengeance precom. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I was opening through. It was like going through because like I'd um, sort of built my own version of the Lord Wingrose deck. Yeah. They put my own cards in it, and like I, I, I'd ordered the precon, uh, pre-ordered it like ages ago when we only had like a few spoilers, and I thought, oh, this is going to be sweet, and then it turned out that most of the cards in it weren't. Like, we've had this discussion already. I'm not going to. Yeah, 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 we do. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm going to go through and take out all the cards I need for the deck I've already built. You know, just look through it because you know it's a new product. I got. I press nesting dragon. I took out the nesting dragon because it's in my my version of the deck. And kept going through. I took out uh, fury storm because I want to put it in my music stack. Um, and then I went. There's a nesting dragon. And there's a Fury Storm. Like, I'm pretty sure I just took those out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like they're currently sitting in front of me on my table. Why is there another copy? And I thought it was going mad. I was like, oh, it turns out there's just two copies of each. And I went back through. It's like, no, oh, there's two Emissary Bridges as well. Um, mm. There's a hundred cards in there. Uh, I've still not worked. I haven't had time. Yeah. <laughs> so I only got the deck today. Um, so I've not had time to actually work out what cards would be missing. Yeah. There's nothing like glaring. There's nothing like valuable that I'm missing yeah. and there's nothing like that I wanted that I'm missing like it's still a Sol Ring and a Command Tower and stuff and then the cards I needed for my deck but it's pretty poor right yeah it's not considering, great considering this is meant to be the kind of product that you pick up and can just play with immediately yeah and it's not even legal in the format you're meant to play <laughs> because there are two copies of certain cards yeah true that's it's not good going is it how does that happen I don't know to be honest like I 
I would assume it's got something to do with uh, some sort of like collation error in the printing factory, but I feel like it's it's got to be more difficult for them to to do that with a product like Commander when you've got like you know like all of the cards are meant to be one offs, and it's not like it was like Nesting Dragon followed by Nesting Dragon. I assume it was like Nesting Dragon, a chunk of cards, and then like another Nesting Dragon. I mean, it's really it was a really when really, really, when I went through it, so it had like so you've got the three foil commanders, yeah. Then the tokens. Yeah. Then uh, I'm not sure how they're meant to be collated because obviously I haven't opened any other ones. Yeah. But was, uh, the uncommons. Yeah. Then a single basic swamp. Okay. Then the rares, starting with nesting dragon. Yeah. And then a chunk of rares, and then another nesting dragon. Yeah. Um, and the nesting dragon, the fury storm, and the emissary of grudges were all in the same place, but with different cards in between them. Okay. So they weren't all clumped together. Yeah. It wasn't like uh, the, the dragon, the uh, storm, the Emissary. And then the dragons on the emissary again, yeah. It was like dragons and cards, emissary some cards. But they were different cards. It was it, like the, the fact that it's so strange, it's not just like they've accidentally printed two halves of the same, yeah. Two of the same half of the deck in like one. It seems a very weird thing to have happened. Yeah, definitely. I'm not entirely sure of the sort of printing process for the commander products. That's something I might have mm. like in, into. It'd be quite interesting to find out. Yeah, how I've they print those as opposed to like their standard booster packs and things. Yeah, like I've heard it's happened to other people as well. Yeah, people who opened the precons and there's been like a similar error. Like they've had multiple copies. Um, I've heard of some other errors like as well. Yeah, definitely. It, it seems to be that the, the past couple of years, like the commander products, the, the print quality just seems to be getting worse and worse on them. Like, like again, like confirmation bias is a thing, and like people will only talk about it when they get like an error and like post it up online and stuff like you yeah. know, you're not going to open up big commander make a big post and go hey it was great it's all all as it should be absolutely nothing wrong with the deck yeah yeah so well, I just, I just thought it was very yeah, exactly whereas I made a post being like this is wrong yeah I mean I don't care <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it's replaced some of the commons in the deck hey that's alright then uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, like the, the rares that are duplicates are like two dollars at most. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone wants a spare nesting dragon or emissary of grudges, hit me up. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I guess I've sort of there's slightly more value than there should have been. Yeah. Um, but I don't care particularly. It's not like you know the commanders weren't there or like the soaring of the command tower wasn't there or like the chase rare of the set wasn't in there. Like yeah. all the stuff in there. So. All the stuff I wanted was in there, all the stuff that's valuable was in there, so I don't really care that much. I just think it's a bit of... Considering we uh, very recently discussed big misses, Yeah, <laughs> it feels like their printing process is one of those big misses still. Yeah, I would agree. Like, Especially <clears throat> as far as like supplementary products goes, like, like I say, the, the past couple of Commander sets have have had some sort of considerable errors. Um, even when it comes down to like the, the cards not being cut properly or not being, you know, whatever has gone on in the printing process hasn't been done correctly so you'll open up a commander deck and then all of the cards will be sort of stuck together still and you've got to separate them and you know cards get ripped and damaged or they come out and they're all they've all been like glued together like i've seen some like pretty horrific things like again you know confirmation bias so i don't really know how bad it is because we haven't got information on every single commander product ever but I mean, the fact that it, it happens in such a high quantity doesn't really feel good, does it? No, especially when it's like meant to be like you know. I mean, this is what we spend money on, right? Yeah, totally. Like if I if I spent the money on the deck and this is my first commander deck and I decided to play the format, 
I literally can't play the format because <laughs> I, uh, I have duplicates of three cards in the deck. Yeah, yeah. It's actually not how the format works. You literally can't play the deck. Yeah. Um, which is why it felt particularly bad. Like, yeah. I, like honestly, per, like personally, I don't care. Um, but it just felt like, you know, if, if anyone else had opened that specific deck, like, that feels really bad. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And that just feels like sort of a really, really rookie error to, like, have your, like, decks misprinted. Yeah. And it's not even like you got a cool misprint anyway. Yeah, it's not like I had like a crimp or like you know a discoloration, yeah. like missing like, like a layer of color or something. Or yeah, yeah, or like a misprint, misprinted hollow stamp or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just got some extra cards I shouldn't have done. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I've got a um, Zendikar versus Eldrazi dual deck. Oh yeah, that has the two decks in it are both the Zendikar deck, and there's no Eldrazi deck in it. It's still factory sealed. That's sweet. It's great. Was that a common error? Uh, I, I'm unsure to be honest. I've That's seen. Cool I, I've only. I've only. I've only seen sort of two or three similar. But it was you know, in the multiple cases that we got in the store. Like that was the only one of them. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, uh, looks really rich. Really pretty. Should have print episode. Because <laughs> I think that's one of the things we both we both actually have in common. Yeah. <laughs> we both like misprints. Yeah, misprints and oddities and just just strange things in general. I really like that. Cool. What is your card of the week? So my card of the week is a lot less interesting. Okay, cool. Uh, so my card of the week is just Resplendent Angel. That's card. That card's good. It's a very good card. Yeah, I feel like I've chosen it as my card of the week this week for a couple of reasons. Really, uh, one. I, I don't think it's seeing quite enough play in standards as it should be currently. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's a, it's a pretty decent card. Like It's aggressively costed. Like It has a relevant ability. There are plenty of angels in standard, and you know, we are seeing these sort of mono-red and black-red and you know, red-x decks still kind of dominating the format. It kind of feels like maybe we should be seeing more cards like Resplendent Angel that like give you lifelink and have like you know decent sized bodies, see some play. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that was one of the reasons. Uh, the other one was I just lost to it horrifically in that draft that I did the other night, like really badly. <laughs> sure. Drafted like a what I thought was like quite a sweet kind of like uh, blue white like artifacts deck. Uh, had like uh, chaos wand, which was was it okay. I had the um, Lena selfless champion. Who I think she, she's a really good card. I like that card a lot. Uh, had a copy of Aerial Engineer. Had Suspicious Bookcase. Had Explosive Operators and a Sky Scanner. Uh, mm-hmm. Had like a Gargoyle Sentinel. Plenty of artifacts. And I got a, also opened a, a Sigil Sword of Alron, which was kind of the key component. Really, it was a fantastic card. Uh, yeah, it was like fine. Like pretty decent deck. It all seemed to sort of work nicely. Like everything was out on curve. I managed to get some value with a suspicious bootcase, like sticking the sword on like a sky scanner and just making it unblockable, getting in for three in the air. It was good. Went like 2-0 in my first game, 2-0 my, my next one, and then just got absolutely destroyed by a resplendent angel in, in round three. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a sure. it's just a ridiculous, ridiculous card. Uh-huh. Uh and yeah, I guess like my third reason really is just I kinda of just want to open one on Saturday. Just Sweet. putting it out there. Like gonna give it my card of the week here, so hopefully I'll get to open one this week. Okay. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's all. Good. Like I don't really have any good reasons or really in, in, uh, a lot of interesting things to say about it this week, but So you didn't open two copies of one booster pack? I didn't know. Didn't open oh, two copies of one booster pack. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing fun or fun or exciting like that. Uh, I just just think it's a great card. It's a little bit undervalued at the moment, and hopefully the uh, the magic gods will smile upon me and 
you know, grant me one on Saturday. Yeah, that'd be uh, that's quite good. Quite good limited, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> well, exactly, all the all the rares are bombs, right? Uh, Actually, not all the rares, but I'd say I'd say a lot of them. Like, obviously, certainly, isolate isn't a bomb. Yeah. And um. Uh, what's the black one? Infernal Infer- Reckoning. Yeah. That's not a bomb. No. Alpine Moon. It's probably not a bomb. Sun, yeah, sun no, Cleanser. Well, I lied. So. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> So yeah, I guess we should move on to our main topic this week, really. So I guess we are coming up to nationals, so we kind of wanted to talk about it a bit, sort of going into it. I know we did a bit of a, a rundown of GPs and tried to hype that up before we had GP Birmingham. Mm-hmm. So we thought, hey, let's do the same for nationals. Like, I really, really just loved the event last year. Had an absolute blast. Yeah. And I'm really excited, really looking forward to this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, did you get to experience nationals sort of the first time around? Uh, I didn't play in the main event, but I went last year. Like, no, like the first time they had nationals, like prior oh, to yeah. last year. No, God, no. No, yeah, no, and neither did I as well. Uh, so, it, I think it, I was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't playing the game like the first time they had nationals, but I did. I've seen interacting with like players who have played the game for for a while. Always, you know, talk about nationals tournaments and how fun yeah. they were and how great they were. So I remember getting really excited for the, the event last year when it was coming back. And it, yeah, like, far exceeded my expectations. Like, I had high hopes for it anyway, but it far exceeded them last year. Like, it felt yeah. like, kind of felt like almost what, like, a, not quite like what, like, a GP should be, but, like, what, what like, a competitive GP should be. Like, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Because it's, it's somewhere between, like, in between, like, a PPT unit pptq and a gp and i just i just loved like the split format and it was just a really fun really well organized event yeah absolutely so last year we had uh the format was it was a split so it was standard and it was draft so you had like three rounds of standard and then you did two three round drafts and then we had three rounds of standard before i got to top eight yeah and the event last year was won by autumn Burchett playing a four color energy deck that match was sweet yeah <laughs> Really cool playing <clears throat> the finals like, played against um, a local player to me, Rocks Box Up, Ross Box Up. Uh, the uh, yeah, because they put it on the on the on the big screen in the in the main hall. Yeah, because the uh, obviously the the finals were held like in a different part of the building. Yeah, and they had it all projected, um, and just just people were just because like, people were still playing in uh, in an event. <clears throat> I was still playing like the modern side event at the time. Yeah. People were just just not paying attention to their own games because they were watching the finals. Cool. <laughs> it, was, I, uh, it was a really cool experience just watching like people all sort of come together for I guess English magic. Yeah, yeah. it's not a weird thing to say. <laughs> it is. It feels like a really weird thing to say, but yeah, no, it does. It, it was a really really cool event. Like, yeah, just it, how cool the like the UK magic community is. Yeah, absolutely. It was. It's really nice. Um, I think it was just the size the size of the event felt great. Like the fact that. It wasn't quite as big as a GP. Like I mean, it definitely wasn't as big as a GP. So you you didn't really get like lost in the swarm of crowds. But there were like considerably more players than a PPTQ. So you you did get that feeling of like, oh, this is cool. This is a really big event. You know, anybody yeah. in the room could win it. Like I was <clears> massively <throat> impressed by it. Yeah, it really felt like like an old an old school PTQ. Yeah, totally. Um, and I just bump into a lot of people that you know. Yeah, yeah, from all over, yeah. all over the country. It was great. Yeah, because I think I think the thing with GPs is like all manner of players go there. Yeah, uh, like casual players go there, just EDH players go there, and then obviously you have like the sort of the pros and the grinders. Yeah, um, 
but with with the with nationals, it's sort of like the only people that go there really are the people that are concerned with competitive magic. Yeah, totally. It's not really the kind of environment for everyone's going to like a GP. Is. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it's just like you just sort of get like I got to catch up with a lot of people while I was there, which is really nice. Yeah, um, and just sort of just having conversations with people, just chatting and like seeing how people were doing, and it was really cool. Event. Yeah, it was really really cool. I absolutely loved the venue it was in last year as well. I think the uh, the Roundhouse in Derby, just beautiful, really, really fantastic room. Yeah, it was just like the circular sort of. Oh, it was just really cool. Yeah, it was set in this like old building, which apparently used to be like a like a like a, like turntable is quite the the right route the right word for it. Yeah, like trains, it's like yeah. Uh, yeah, like where like trains would would drive into you, and then like the the track would spin around. So it was set in like the big hall where that was and. Awesome. Yeah, it was a really, really cool, really beautiful room to look at. Um, and yeah. they had in sandwiches on site, <laughs> <laughs> which was amazing because <laughs> that never normally happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, magic yeah. Oh man, I can actually eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty cool, a really cool event. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year we have some things that are similar and some things that are completely different. So first off, uh, the things that are similar. Uh, it is uh, the format's the same so we've got that mix of standard and draft again which I thought just worked really well yeah I feel like it's, it's very rare do you get to play like a split format event mm-hmm. and I yeah I, I, it felt great to play three rounds of standard then do a draft and then you know sort of mix it up and give yourself a, a break from just you know trying to trying to play that standard horrible horrible standard environment that was Oh yeah, that was oh, that was was that the uh, the approach and energy sort of meta where those are the only two decks? Uh, no, it was. I think it was like a little bit before that, maybe. But it was like, uh, yeah, there was like four color energy was like by far and far like the best deck in the format still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, you had like like Mardu vehicles was still sort of putting up yeah, numbers yeah. every now and then. But it was it was pretty much like, you know, you should be playing four color energy or nothing really. I just saw a lot of uh, what's the the four mana enchantment from uh, Amonkhet, the white one. Gideon's intervention. That's the one. Yes, I saw a lot of Gideon's interventions in play. Yeah, uh, but those are clearly at the lower tables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I was just doing silly things with like my Grixis deck. You know? Disallowing Bomat Karag one for like eleven for one in my opponent for like a Bomat Courier and like playing Nickel Bolas and <laughs> yeah yeah because I think it was I can't remember what, I don't I I think Marvel had been banned but obviously we still have all the Avengers yeah. cards in the format because yeah, people yeah. were playing that like that Hour of Devastation ramp not Hour of Devastation that Hour of Promise ramp deck as well mm-hmm. you had like Ulamog was still in the format Gideon Ally of Zendikar was still in the format oh god. Yeah. Eight Battle Zendikar standards. Yeah. All yeah. all iterations of Battle Zendikar standards sucked. <laughs> I, I I agree. I think I think I agree. But that's all in the past, and I am I am really looking forward to playing this this standard event. Um, not so much the draft, but again, that yeah. is, it's only going to be three rounds of draft, and then another three rounds of draft in a separate pod is going to be fine. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun that it's sort of flipped on its head and now the standard format's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> crap, but, um, yeah, it'll still be good. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, the things that are, are quite different this time, though, uh, this time the event is being held in Watford, uh, in the Coliseum in Watford. 
Sweet. And that's not somewhere I can really tell you about because I have never been to Watford and I've never been to the Coliseum, so I haven't got a clue. I'm pretty sure you've never been south of the Midlands. Oh, no, I've been south of the Midlands. I've lived in Brighton for like three years. Oh. Uh, that's pretty pretty south. Reasonably south, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I've never been to the venue. Like, it looks... It looks alright from the pictures I've seen. It doesn't look half as nice as last year's did, but you know, maybe maybe I can report back on that once we've been there and experienced it. Take some photos. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm gonna do like a like a vlog for the weekend. Sweet. Maybe we'll put it up a, on a on a YouTube channel or, a, or the website or something if I ever get around to updating that. <laughs> <laughs> Take another social media account that people barely interrupt with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we've got a, a few things going on over the weekend, not just the, the main event. Uh, mm-hmm. So we've got quite a few things, really. So first off, on the Friday, we've got a, a few things happening. We've got some last chance qualifiers for unqualified players, yep. uh, which does take into account that the fact that Nationals is now actually sold out at the main event. Uh, if yep. you are the winner of a last chance qualifier, there is a space reserved for you. Uh, we also have some last... People might not be qualified for Nationals. How do you, how do you not qualify for Nationals? Um, I mean, it's it's... Yeah, it's it's one of those events that is fairly easy to qualify for. Like you only need three hundred planes walker points. You just play F and M once in a while, right? And yeah, <laughs> and you sort of get there. Like go to a GP, and you'll probably pick up enough planes walker points over the weekend to, you know, if not qualify, make it make a very large dent in the qualification. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, there has to be quite a few people that aren't qualified for it. But yeah, it just seems strange. Yeah. Uh, other than the last chance qualifier, we've got last chance trials as well. There's going to be three of those uh, run through the day: uh, half three, five pm, and six thirty pm. A single elimination and five rounds. Uh, if you win that, then you'll get a buy in nationals, which would be pretty pretty useful. That's pretty good. And then there are on-demand M19 drafts on the day as well, which I can't imagine they'll be too popular. <laughs> There's so much shade about M19. M19 isn't a bad format. It's not bad. It's it's just not interesting. It's not fun. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just not fun. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I mean, I'll shut up about it eventually. After no, this weekend, I'll shut up about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we when we don't have to draft it ever again, yeah. then you'll shut up about it. <laughs> Till then, every week there'll be some kind of slight thrown in the way of uh, M19. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so after that, we come to the main event itself. Starts on Saturday. Uh, we've got. The part one of the Nationals event, so it'll be three rounds of standard, uh, followed by uh, a draft, and then three rounds of draft, and then I think they're doing what they did last year as well, where you'll do the draft for your second draft uh, after you've finished your third round of your draft, but you won't actually play any of the rounds of draft number two until the Sunday morning. Sweet. But we also got some other cool things happening on the Saturday, so there is a Legacy for Goodies side event. <coughs> for Goodies? For goodies, yeah. That is. <coughs> I wonder who's running that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's £20 pre-reg or 25 on the day. The prizes are pretty cool. Uh, there's a Volcanic Island for the winner. Uh, there's going to be just plenty of sort of legacy staples in the top eight as well. Yeah, uh, support as always. Yeah, it'll be really, really good prize support. Like, Axion tend to run fantastic events with really good prize support. God bless Francois. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not playing in the main event... Uh, again, like if you're not qualified for nationals, but you do like playing Legacy, could be a great event to pop down to and play on the day. Who doesn't love playing Legacy? Yeah, exactly. Uh, other than that, we've got one that I, I still feel really, really conflicted about. We have mm-hmm. the old school English national championship. Oh boy! Yeah, 
That's the big one. So, old school event, uh, it's, you just book on the day. Uh, it's £10 entry. A first prize wins an old school staple. I haven't asked what it is yet. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, I assume it's, it's going to be of of some value and you know, any old school staple is, is a good card to have. It'll be five rounds. For top four single elimination if there are more than 16 players. Uh, at the moment, we're unsure whether that'll be the case or not because I know there's a, a few people that won't be travelling down or, or travelling up for the event. And then we've also found out that apparently the trains are going to be all delayed and and not running to time on like this, both Saturday and the Sunday. Oh. So that's going to affect some people coming in for that as well. So who knows how many players will get with that. Mm-hmm. The thing that I'm conflicted about is it's a it's a 12 noon start for that event. So if I if I just do really badly in the standard, I'm probably going to drop and play old school. I mean, yeah, that sounds like a better use of your time. Yeah, I think so. Like as much as I, I loved the nationals main event format, like if I'm like you know X3 by the time the old school's about to start, like I'm just going to drop. I'm just going to drop. Yeah, I mean, what are you what are you playing in uh, old school at the minute? Uh, well, currently I'm playing Dead Guy Ale, but I think I would probably take Mono Black. I mean, I'm going to bring plenty of my old school cards down with me, so I'd probably just decide on the on the day or like the evening before. But yeah, I think I think Mono Black's probably right to play. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. How about you? Are you going to be playing in that event? No, uh, it's now a good time to tell everyone that I'm not going to be at nationals. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, I uh, so I didn't realise at the time, but I've definitely just booked a holiday. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm going to be in Brighton this weekend. Yeah, oh, that's... which is which is a huge bummer. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a real shame. Yeah, I know. Oh, um, well. Hey, uh, I mean, you see, you say that, but you could also just be covering for the fact that you haven't qualified for nationals. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I <laughs> hey, I played in the GP last year. So sure, sure. This year, don't <laughs> not shade like that. <laughs> Um, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just an idiot. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> just a complete idiot. That's a real shame. I mean, there's also a festival I wanted to go to this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so everything's happening this weekend. It's yeah. Really <sighs> but anyway, back to the events. So the Sunday yeah. we got part two of nationals. So it'll be uh, rounds one, two, and three of draft number two, mm-hmm. followed by another three rounds of standard, and then they'll cut to the top eight and do the top eight, which I probably won't be. Won't be in contention for, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then they've also got a mega modern event on that day. Yep. Uh, the prizes, promos. Uh, so the prizes are first prize gets flights, accommodation, and a GP VIP entry for two people to any Magic GP of your choice worldwide. Seems good. It's pretty good. So that's any time from November 2018. So yeah, they're going Japan, Australia, America. Mexico, Canada, like like even Liverpool, if if you do so desire. <laughs> oh, dude, I get flights from Birmingham to Liverpool. Yeah, and <laughs> VIP <sweet>. entry. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, it's the first place for that, and then the rest of the top eight will get a, a case of M nineteen each, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And participants in the event all get uh, one copy of the promo flooded strand as well. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And they're actually worth some money, right? Uh, ish. I mean, they're like worth like like a reasonable amount current currently. That'll probably like absolutely plummet on Saturday morning. But yeah. there's one of those cards that like you know, give it six months and they'll be like triple the price they are now. Yeah, I mean, the Ink Moth Nexus promo from last year is pretty expensive now, right? Yeah, it's it's held its price okay. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, they always tank on the weekend, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. 
um, like Stoneforge Mystic promos from GPs last year, like tanked at the time and an hour for a reasonable amount of money. Yeah. Mutavolt GP promo this year? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, Mutavolt's a GP yeah. promo. That tanked and then it's slowly creeping back up. So. Yeah. It'll be worth money eventually. It's just whether you want, like, if you can sell it for like ten quid on the day, and you need ten quid, yeah. <laughs> just go for it. Yeah, hey, if you want to, you want to draft M nineteen, then yeah, sure. No, what you do is you, you get it and then you sell it and then you pay for your old school nationals entry. Sounds horrible. Sounds <laughs> horrible. A great use of your time and money. Yeah. So yeah, there is Mega Modern on the Sunday. For anybody that again scrubs out of contention for the the top eight. As well as that, there's also a sealed PPTQ, which is another one that I, I'm kind of interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be M19 sealed, £25 registration or £30 on the day. Uh, and it's going to be, I think it should be five rounds of Swiss with like a top eight elimination for that as well. Mm-hmm. Again, PPTQ, sealed PPTQ are the only ones that I'm playing this season. Uh, I don't really have any interest in playing modern at the moment. Yeah, neither do I. So that's, that's another one that I'm, I'm considering. Like, I mean, I just just gone on about how much I loved like the nationals format, but I'm considering everything else around it as well. Yeah, it's one of those one of the, one of those events this year. I think where I just I wish I could play everything. I mean, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, sure, definitely. It's good that like you're very very excited about Magic in any sort of in pretty much any format and any capacity. Yeah, definitely, I would agree there. And then yeah, other than that, they have uh, Chaos Drafts, uh, which are fire on demand all weekend. Oh, I love me a Chaos Draft. So I'm definitely definitely going to have to do at least one of those per day. Both things about about GPs when you just scrub out because you're a terrible Magic player, you just get to go and open loads of old packs of Magic cards. Oh yeah, absolutely. Chaos Drafts are sweet. Yeah, I think like the most fun I've ever had at a GP was when. I just did pretty much nothing but chaos drafts all weekend. Yeah, it's really sweet. Yeah, like I, I took like loads of like load of cards down with me. I think it was like GP Manchester years ago. I took a load of cards down with me and traded them all into a vendor, and got like a couple of jewel lands and a stack of cash, and then just spent all of the cash on chaos drafts all weekend and had just a load of fun. That sounds like the perfect weekend. It was. Oh, it was great. Like That's so good. I'd watch a draft where like the person sat opposite me opened like a Stoneforge Mystic and a Batterskull. <laughs> the same pool and I was like alright sweet cool <laughs> opened like <laughs> yeah like one of my drafts like, I opened like a foil riptide laboratory which was really cool like the art on that's lush it was really nice and foil I took it to a vendor to go trade it in and the the the, the guy was like well I, I can give you give you this for it or you can uh, you can take a walk with me we'll we'll discuss this elsewhere <laughs> took me outside of the venue and just gave me like 20 quid cash for it because he wanted it for his collection <laughs> sweet that yeah. seems perfect <laughs> yeah I can't remember which vendor it was now but apparently he owns like the original art for it and oh, wow. like collects foils of them and I was like alright sweet yeah I'll do that and then jumped into another chaos draft straight away I mean like, at least he went outside the venue yeah yeah oh yeah definitely Steve you obeyed the rules at least so yeah I'm just really looking forward to the event in general uh, I think it's one of my favourite sort of larger events and I think the standard metagame is really, really wide open at the moment. Like, mm-hmm. y- yeah, you can argue about like the percentages of like the red decks and the format, but I think even if you look at like GP Brussels at the weekend, like you can see that you could take pretty much any deck, and like if you can pile it well, well enough and sort of dodge your bad matchups, then you I think you're in with a decent shot. Yep. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, but also like fingers crossed that I just scrub out in the first three rounds and so I can go play old school. 
get to enjoy the rest of the event. Yeah, I quite like to. I quite like the idea of you know taking down the old school championships. I mean, yeah, apparently anyone can do it. Yeah, because <laughs> some of the best decks just lose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Mono Black won NoobCon. Like, you know, why why couldn't it take down the first ever English old school championships? I mean, how many people are you expecting to be in the event? That's, I I honestly have no idea at this point. Like, maybe about ten. Uh, sweet. Then you've got a good chance. Yeah, one in ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the odds of actually winning nationals. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> we'll see what happens, though. Like I said, I'm I'm going to do a do a nice little vlog, or at least attempt to, uh, for the weekend. Document our trip. We'll stick it up Sweet. online somewhere. And I'll yeah. I'm sure I'll report back next week with some some cool stories, hopefully. Yeah. But I'm excited to hear you report back. I think before we go this week, we've got time to do a what the deck. Uh huh. So this what the deck this week comes from a modern PPTQ. I ran on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the pilot took it to a, a top four finish, which is pretty good for modern PPTQ. Yeah, the sweet. deck we're doing, we've didn't really have a name, so it was on the it was registered in the deck registration sheet as, as Suicide Delver. But uh, I think discussing it, like sort of going into the the top eight and stuff, I think we all settled on the name of Fruit Loops because uh, <laughs> it's like Cheerios, so it plays loads of zero mana spells but it plays all of the coloured ones I get that's pretty good I like like, yeah, Fruit Loops it's gotta be it uh, so I'm gonna run through the, the deck uh, quickly and you know it's it's certainly a what the deck definitely yeah I so, mean yeah you, you've sent me the list ahead of time and uh, yes <laughs> that was my reaction <laughs> uh, so we've got four copies of Delver of Secrets uh, we've got four Lightning Bolt uh, we've got four Snapcaster Mage uh, and then we've got four copies of Serum Visions and here's where things get a little bit interesting We've got four copies of Gideon of the Trials, sure. and then we've got four copies of Pact of Negation, mm-hmm. four copies of Angel's Grace, four copies of Glorious End, yes. four copies of Pact of the Titan, and three copies of Slaughter Pact. Awesome. Uh, and then we've got four Flooded Strand, four Scalding Tarn, three Seacrim Coast, two Spire Bluff Canal, one Steam Vents, two Hollowed Fountain, one Blood Crypt, one Mountain, one Plains, two Island. And mm-hmm. then the sideboard, uh, we've got one Core Firewalker, <coughs> one Lightning Helix, one Abrade, one Sundering Growth, one Anger of the Gods, two Path to Exile, two Dispel, one Relic of Progenitus, one Electrolyze, two Stony Silence, one Gideon Ally of Zendikar, boo, and one Surgical Extraction. Sweet, so before we get into the how nonsense this deck is, yeah. there are three things I would like to talk about with this deck. Sure. One, Sundering Growth is the best card in the deck. <laughs> That's some sweet tech with your uh, Pact of the Titans. Yeah, for sure. Um, second, that Blood Crypt should be a Warrior Grove because you're playing all Blue Fetches. Yeah. Uh, third, that sideboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hmm, what are some playable cards in modern sideboards? I will play one of each of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly feel like that is a bit of a symptom of the format at the moment, though. I feel like it, you know, modern kind of feels to me like you have to turn up with the right deck with the right sideboard for the mm-hmm. room like on the day or else you're just not going to win it so I think in this case they've tried to kind of prepare for any situation which I, I don't even know if that's the right thing to do <clears throat> I mean all those cards are great with Snapcaster Mage I guess yeah true um, I mean Relic of Pretendus is pretty bad with Snapcaster Mage oh it's pretty horrendous but I mean uh, I imagine, yeah, just playing one off feels a bit weird, but I mean, I suppose Relic of Progenitus is such a hammer that it's sort of fine. Yeah. It's weird playing Relic of Progenitus and uh, Surgical Extraction, but. Yeah, sure. sure. Anyway, 
Let's get on to the, the meat of the deck. Yeah. <laughs> so the aim of the deck really is, I mean, you get to do all of these really cool things like cast all of the pacts. So stuff like Pact of Negation, uh, zero mana, it's blue, You, uh, it's an instant, counter target spell. At the beginning of your upkeep, you pay three blue blue. If you don't, you lose the game. Uh, Pact of the Titan, it's zero mana, it's red, it's an instant. You put a 4-4 four, four red giant creature token into play. At the beginning of your next upkeep, pay 4 and a red, if you don't, lose the game. And Slaughter Pact, it's the same, 0 mana, destroy target black creature. At the beginning of your next upkeep, pay 2 and a black, if you don't, you lose the game. Uh, but obviously, when you have a Gideon of the Trials in play, with a Gideon Emblem, you can't lose the game. Yep. So you get to do like these really cool things, like cast these, like, these kind of like, essentially overpowered spells for free. With no downside, as long as your Gideon survives, mm-hmm. which is fairly easy when you've got things like Pact Negation and like Glorious End, like in your deck. Yeah, like some turns I watched a few games. Like some turns it was like they'd do their thing on their turn, pass the turn, and then in their opponent's upkeep, just cast a Glorious End. Yeah, that's really sweet. Like you know, attempt to end your turn here. Okay, yeah, sure. So like at that point, like they have to either tap out and counter it and not do anything that turn or their turn ends and they don't do anything that turn just attempting to time walk yeah it's really really cool and then yeah you just get like the beat down with the delver uh, the the titan token from Pact of the Titans or just Gideon himself can get it done yeah because it's playing Snapcaster Mages and Lightning Bolts as well so that's like another angle I can get there and yeah like I said the deck it's a very strange one but you know it took it to a top 4 finish of a PVTQ which I think is Perfectly acceptable. Absolutely. It beat it like beat a humans deck in the Swiss. Beat like blue white in the Swiss. It's surprisingly it played really well. You mean like you say like you just get to cast these uh, absurdly powerful spells for zero mana? Yeah. With no downside, and then the thing that's making you making that work like getting the trials is also just a win condition. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty sweet because you just make him a four for every turn and just murder your opponent. Yeah. Um, it's really sweet. Yeah, totally. I'm not sure if it actually like I'm not sure if the, the deck has legs. Yeah. Or but it's. It's definitely my kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it, it feels like it's it's a, it's that sort of deck that would it would interest you. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Just complete crap. <laughs> I don't know because there's there's like there's a definite defined plan there, and it's yeah, absolutely. It's doing things, and you can see what it wants to do. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to go like Pact of the Titan, Snapcaster, Pact of the Titan. That sounds complete gas. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, it's it's really sweet. It's a really sweet deck. And I'm glad it did well as well. Yeah, definitely. That, 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 that was, I think that was the thing that really made me go like, oh well, like I saw the deck list like when they were handing deck lists in, and it was like, okay, this is this is this is interesting. This is a nice spicy deck. Like, hey, maybe this will win a game or two. And then it kept winning, and <laughs> yeah, got the top eight, won won through the quarterfinals, got through to the top four, was beaten in the top four, sadly, but uh, yeah. I, I really, really am curious to see if you could take that deck to like a GP or something. Like, obviously, tune the sideboard up, make it you know a bit more tuned to like whatever meta you'd be expecting. But mm-hmm. I, I think that main deck is is fairly interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think interesting is the correct word. It's <laughs> so really cool. Certainly a what the deck there. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Awesome. Yes, yeah, so that just about does it for this week. So. As usual, uh, if you've got any thoughts or, th- or feedback on this episode, hit us up on our various social media channels. You can get at us on Twitter. We are at HFDcast, uh, facebook.com slash HFDcast, or just HFDcast at gmail.com if you want to send us a good old-fashioned email. Mm-hmm. 
uh, personal social media as well. Uh, I am at Peach Garden Oaf, that is Oaf with an F, uh, on Twitter. Uh, and on Facebook, it's just Joe Loudon. You'll find me posting in pretty much any MTG group you can find there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am Sneal69 on Twitter. Nice. <laughs> or, or just somebody on Facebook. They can have an argument with people about magic cards. Awesome. That's what I normally do. I do have, have quite, an, quite a nice, fun interaction on Twitter this week with uh, with BDM, of all people. Oh, yeah? Uh, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the, the Conception deck. Yes, I yeah, have. Uh, I, at BDM, trying to get a deck list for that Conception Commander deck. Which, for those who don't know, it's uh, BDM has a, has a Momia Vig uh, Commander deck. The mm-hmm. the plan of the deck is the Conception, so it plays Con Liberated, and the deck's sort of designed to kill each person in the Commander game in a different sub-game with Con. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but apparently he doesn't have a, a sort of, he didn't have like a set list to hand, but He's going to write one up, apparently. Oh, awesome. I'd be That's, interested in seeing that. Yeah, world exclusive right there. That'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah, send me that as soon as you get it. Yeah, will do, definitely. Maybe we'll feature it on a, on a What the Deck at some point. <laughs> Commander What the Deck? Yeah. That's, yeah, let's go for it. Why not? Why not? Because you hate Commander. <laughs> but I, I, I love interesting decks. I love deck brewing. As much as I dislike the format, you know, it's... It, you get to see some really cool decks for Commander and really cool themes and ideas and it is one of those formats where you can just kind of like let your imagination run wild and, and build whatever you want certainly what I do yeah certainly what I don't but hey that's, <laughs> that's a conversation for another time sure but yeah once again we are approaching the second hour uh, the God Pharaoh has returned so we'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation 